The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. going on y'all we are back from a week off from the ufc this time to break down ufc paris i'm caught off guard here by uh, how hot i came in there uh but it is another edition of no bets part and we are back to break down ufc paris jed how we doing man how was the week off did you miss it does it feel good to be back how are we there, there wasn't a week off baby i mean just because we didn't have the ufc doesn't mean there weren't people punching each other in the face influencer boxing my guy screw this one championship nonsense give me youtubers and tiktokers who don't have any real concept or understanding of fist fights let them slap on the gloves let them go slap each other around uh it was awful but also uh, like a train wreck i could not watch it and we were talking about it beforehand i just can't wait until we start getting consistent betting lines because that's the that's just the little push I need to push me all the way over the edge into the influencer boxing game. Once I can start making money off these people, then then I'm in wholesale. I'm 100% with you because it's already a spectacle. It's already an entertaining product. Now if I can just bet on it, then I will be 100% in. I mean, I said it to you before the show, if there was a line on KSI to beat both guys by finish, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. It was it was written in the stars. It was a lock. This man set it up for that to happen. I mean, of course, he's he knows how to promote. He knows he knows the end game is a Jake Paul mega fight. And for everybody who right now is is wringing their hands and cringing that we are talking about this, we're not going to spend too long on it. But recognize that Jake Paul versus KSI in a boxing match 
is bigger than almost any fight the UFC can put together. There are maybe <laughs> three fights, maybe three fights the UFC can put together that are bigger than that because whether it's good or not, and it ain't, the people love it. And I'm a man of the people, Connor. If the people love it, I want to love it too. And so I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for all I need are the betting lines, baby. That's the last the last piece of the puzzle for me to be all in on influencer boxing. Two things. It's okay if you, if you get mad that we're talking about it. People actually do like this in the craziest fashion. KSI, the full card highlights on the DAZN Boxing oh YouTube channel, 6.3 million views in two days. Dude, uh, DAZN Boxing, like if you just look at all their YouTube, because they got videos, all of it is slaughtering the view count. People care. And you, if you're listening, you may not care. And to a certain extent, I'm with you on it, but a lot of people do. And you know, I'm I'm here for I'm here for the people, Connor. That's what that's what we're here for, the people. Yeah, I mean the biggest the word there is care. I definitely don't care, but uh I'm interested in seeing what happens. I uh whoever wins, whatever happens, I, I really don't care. But uh you mentioned Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, maybe contracts haven't been signed. A line did come out. I got in on some action at minus one thirty. Anderson Silva. I'm I'm happy to ride with the MMA side in this Jake Ooh. Paul fight. See, that's that's a bet that I I can't I can't make because Jake Paul stand. No, um, oh. not a Jake Paul stand in that regard. Just if I was gonna bet, I would want to bet with my heart and back Anderson Silva. And I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that Anderson Silva is a better boxer than Jake Paul because I have eyeballs and I've watched both of them box, and he obviously is. But he is 50 years old, you know, it is that's and that Jake Paul is not. And whatever your thoughts on Jake Paul, I don't have a lot of positives about him. He is a a decently athletic young man and with at least some ability. I'm not saying he is even a club level boxer, but he is obviously not terrible at this. And Anderson Silva is really old. And at some point, you just can't fight off father time in this regard. And so I honestly, my gut feeling is that this is probably the sad reality is that Jake Paul will somehow beat Anderson Silva and I will be depressed. And so I, that is almost certainly going to be a fight I just stay away from. Everything you just said, I respect it. Throw it all out the window. <laughs> I've already got the bet slip on Anderson Silva. I'm going to ride with him there. I right, got to hope you win because I'm with you spiritually. I appreciate your spirituality uh, riding with me in this one. Let's keep moving back <laughs> in the time uh, machine a little bit. Friday night, uh, Demetrius Johnson, huge knee knockout, get the one championship, flyweight belt back, flyweight unders. Yeah, they hit even when they're at one thirty-five. I mean, yeah, they just I mean, they can't not hit. I'm. It's we're going to talk about it. The worst thing that the UFC did to us is to not have flyweights fighting this week. Like I don't. I don't know why they don't like us, Connor. I think they heard they've heard us and they're scared. So they were like, "We gotta, we gotta create some separation. These guys are are mystics. They're taking away all the intrigue from the fights because we know that the under is going to cash." Well, a huge miss on our part mentioning that Dana White Contender Series last week. So the week after UFC 278, there was a flyweight fight on that. I completely missed it. Over under set at one minus one fifteen, under two and a half cashes. Third well, round. Looks like it's about to go of over. Course. Looked like it was about to go over. Submission with like 
I think it was like 40 seconds to spare. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's magical it's, at this point. It can't, it can't be denied. That's just the way the world works and we're going to get into it. But I got to say, my man, my, my little experiment on heavyweight overs, I'm, I'm feeling okay about that continue. Week? I'm feeling okay about that <laughs> continuing. So I don't want to step on that. too many toes, but I'm feeling okay about it. I don't mind that. Uh, all right, let's go back to 278 briefly. It starts off with just the biggest bang of all bangs. If you are part of, uh, you know, no bets barred nation, as we like to say here, Victor Altamirano gets the finish in the first round over Daniel De Silva. Two fights later, Amir Albazi gets the finish in the first round over Francisco Figueredo. They weren't even making a sweat, man. They weren't even making a sweat. I mean, it was at this point, if you're not following the gospel of, of Flywood and Unders, I don't know what to tell you because I they're going into it. Maybe a, a logical man, a man who's an overthinker, could have looked and said, one of these is very certain to hit, but the other one up in the air. But then, no, actually, they were both guaranteed. There guaranteed. was no no question. We'd text each other while it was happening. I was like, yeah, that's uh, this was obvious. It's the big, easiest bet of my life. In fact, I said on the most recent episode, I never parlay underdogs because that's that's an idiot maneuver. But when it's flyweight unders, there's no downside to it. Ended up parlaying those two together. Nice little on top of the individual bets. Cashed all three, baby. Let's go. A smart man parlayed those unders. A very smart man also played the under one and a halfs on each. And there is, I, I don't know if it's true, but I pray there's a genius out there. There is a man way ahead of his time that parlayed the under one and a halfs of those two flyweight unders. If you did that, we'd love to have you on as a guest. Oh, absolutely. Because this man, this man's taking, taking our good work, our scientific research and building on it. That's what all great scientists do. They take the work of geniuses like ourselves and they add to it. And that's how we have society today. Marcin Tiberio, Alexander Romanov, heavyweight overs. I mean, just, just it's a little dicey. It's a little dicey, but it did it. It was definitely sweatier than the flyweight unders. That is absolutely for sure. Oh, God. But... In the first round, I was like, oh, Tiberio's going to finish, dude. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't. And then... Came back and uh, won. I didn't... I don't think we factored in because I I can't speak for you. I did not at all even think about the altitude in Salt Lake City and how that would have affected these things. I would okay. have bet all the money on that had I known. I'm like, yeah, these two dudes are going to be gassed immediately. I thought about it. I did not have any idea it was going to affect these dudes as much as it was affecting them. People were Took everyone gasping out. for air, man. Like we We were bent over. All night, man. It was it was taking a toll on these fighters for real. Oh yeah, man. It was uh you know, good for the UFC to uh whatever incentives, wink wink, that may have brought them uh to to Salt Lake City for such a card. I'm good for them to get that, but I would love if the UFC just never went back to altitude because even in the main event, like you saw it, and it's and those are the fighters who can financially afford to prepare at altitude for something like this. Undercard fighters, especially, man, don't bring heavyweights to altitude. That's just asking for exactly what we got there. So, hopefully, we won't be uh, doing Denver, Mexico City, anything like that in the near future. Uh, but now we now I will remember the next time we go back. Just 
just plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. Now to uh, to wrap things up, I don't know if you have any more fights you want to get into, but the Leon Edwards head kick, unbelievable. Killed my I'm, parlays, but I was okay with it. <laughs> Kill, killed my parlays. I mean, well, I don't know what else you have to say about it. It is just an un, unbelievable comeback. I uh, I thought for sure. It's like, yep, this is this is just a wrap. Here we go. Um, I I, I text. I know. I, I texted uh, you and Eric beforehand and was like, I, I was down on the card because after the flyweights and the heavyweights, basically everything else I had failed miserably. Somehow Paulo Costa and Luke Rockhold, they yeah, won was 15 sick. minutes. That was sick. That definitely was not frustrating at all. Not not even a little bit to be like, this is going to be stopped inside the distance. And then somehow it just kept going. Every and, minute and it, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> And this then it looked like it minute. was stopped. And then it looked like Paolo Costa won yep. inside the distance. Uh, and they took that from us. I can't believe that happened twice. The Sean Woodson and the Paolo Costa both looked like they were over. And then they weren't. Yeah. just uh, So I had had a, an up and down night, but I was behind on some cash. And because the night had been so weird, I texted you and Eric. And I was like, honestly, everything's just going so awkward. I'm going to take a little money on Leon. And I'm going to... Very stupidly, I'm going to take a little money on Leon by submission because the number round. was like, I, that's, I was so excited because the that number was like round. plus 3,000 or something. And that bet was entirely, a, this is one of those nights where the odd thing is happening. So I took those two bets and that first round, I was losing oh, my sure. mind. Oh my God, I was sure. like, oh my God, do it, do it, do it. And then when it when it missed, it was like, well, that's never happening. That that's nah. that's it. And then I thought, well, hell, I I did the dumb thing. I chased, and now I'm going to lose more money. And then the fifth round, Leon somehow gets me back to to just a, just about even, basically, with that head kick. So uh, it was it. a roller coaster night for sure. It was it was a roller coaster night. I was looking great at one point, and then and then everything kind of came tumbling down. Uh, I ended up a little bit in the profits. Stringing them together, five straight weeks of profits, but uh, this this next card's tricky. UFC Paris is tricky. It is. Uh, it, it's difficult, man. I I have a few bets down. I, I you know as as we said, I'm a man of the people for the people. I'm reaching on a couple just to get my numbers up overall, but not a lot of stuff. I feel super confident on here. If we're being honest. I, dude, I'd, I'd say I might be reaching on just about everything. Like there's like, there are points where I fall in love with bets where like, I love them. Like I'm like excited that I have it placed. I actually already have oh, yeah. a few like that placed for 279. Oh, uh, okay. This week, there's none where I'm just like, where like it almost, it's almost like I get in my head where I'm just like, I'm just waiting for this to cash at this point. Like that's how good I feel about it. I did not I've, get there on any of these. I have one. Uh, one one bet that I feel very good in that regard, uh, and I've got another bet that I I've got a, two or three bets that I feel pretty comfortable with, and then the other ones are value plays, shots in the dark, idiot bets because I'm a moron. You know yes. the usual. I love it. I love it. I, I definitely have a couple. I, I actually have an idiot bet that I want to con, consult you about and and see oh, if I spectacular. Can I mean, it's it's as dumb as dumb gets, but uh, I love dumb as dumb. Those are. That's our bread and that's our bread and butter, baby. I mean, that's what I do, uh, especially under this category. That's a little hint for everybody. Let's get right into it. UFC Paris. It is the main event, a heavyweight bout. I absolutely love this fight. I love both the guys fighting as well. It is Cyril Gan going up against Tai Tuivasa. 
Right now, gone. Minus 540. Tuivasa coming back at plus 420. Over, under, set at 2.5. Over, minus 130. Under, at even money. Um, for me, feel like if you're going to play tie, if you're if you're here to back tie, you want to see the shoeys, you, you think that's going to happen, I feel like you have to play him at KO. He's plus 420 right now at some books for KO. He's plus 700. Uh, I mean, we've seen him do it. Last five wins, all by knockout. Ciro gone manages the power well he's a very well-rounded fighter i just don't see how tied to ivasa a wins by submission that's just don't see that happening at all and b if it goes all five rounds i just fail to see how he's going to win by a decision yeah i'm, I'm with you on it if, if you're gonna take ty if that's it you, you might as well just get the extra juice on on the ko prop but uh yeah which is like before you get into it which is just weird because He's plus 420. At some books, you can get tie by knockout at plus 700. When he fought Nganu, uh, Nganu was like plus 125. His knockout was like plus 135. It was yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised it's that, that big a difference. The only thing, I guess, on that is just maybe they, maybe because Ty, you know, is, uh, is a big old boy and Cyril not the best wrestler maybe they think ty can come in and be a little smarter and, and edge one out but i i feel like that line should be pretty close to the same uh but i would strongly recommend no one bet it because i couldn't feel more confident in cyril gone winning this fight like i could not be more confident in that happening i don't know about you but i mean that's... well like everything that i just said if you also go back and look at cyril gone's career the last fight francis and Gano, yes I understand that he lost the fight, but he also didn't get knocked out, which is basically an achievement in itself. When he you also won go, all the striking. Yeah, exactly. When you go for <laughs> he, 25 minutes against Francis Ngannou. He was uh, tuning Francis up on the feet. Francis had to go to D1 Francis, which is a great move from him. Great like move. I loved it. I love great. Francis Ngannou. I, yeah. I, I really am a fan of almost everyone at the top of the heavyweight division. Then he's fought guys division. like Derek Lewis, Rosenstrike, Junior Dos Santos. Hasn't been knocked out by any of those guys. I feel like he will avoid the power of Taito Ivasa, and I feel like he's going to win it. Plus, just kind of watching it back, kind of looking looking at the record of Taito Ivasa, five wins in the UFC is, is impressive no matter what. But the guys that he's been fighting, Derek Lewis, Sakai, Hardy, Hansucker, Stefan Struve, none of them have been in form of late. Struve won in five oh, yeah. of his last six out of the promotion. Huntsucker own four in the UFC out of the promotion. Yeah, Hardy. just gone. R.I.P. Hunt Harry. Oh Harry. my God! Yeah, just bro. got cut today. That hurt, bro. That hurt, man. Will we ever be Huntsucked again? I, I don't know. It Huntsucks. It Huntsucks. It Huntsucks. That's that's great. Uh, Hardy last three out of the promotion. Augusto Sakai own four in his last four. Lewis one and three in his last four. I mean, none of them have really been on form. I, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I, I think Gon gets this done. I'm using him as a parlay piece. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I have confidence as you do. I, I think he's going to get it done. I've gone as a parlay piece, and uh, he is going to serve as what I like to call my backdoor of, of the evening. Where uh, because he's the last fight of the night, uh, I honestly think probably if I was just if I was fully just trying to minimize risk, maximize value. I wouldn't bet anything else on this card. I would just put whatever bankroll I, I deem acceptable to to put into Gon winning. I, I truly. Well, it's a Valentina type night. Yeah, I truly believe that Gon cannot lose this fight, barring freak injury. 
Um, wow. You I feel mean, that strongly? I really do. Dude, he's... Gone is going to be the best heavyweight in the world. He he was just a little green for Francis, and Francis just had enough juice to to go to the wrestling. But you give Gone a couple more years to develop because he's still so young in MMA. He is so athletic. He is so technically sound at striking. You you said it. He's fought you know Rosenstruck and, and Lewis, and he. He's fought the same t- fight that Tai Tuivasa is going to bring a hundred times, and what it should—the thing I would like to say the most about it is look at those fights because those fights weren't close. It is not like he had a nip-tuck decision win over Derek Lewis. He took Lewis to school. He was the bus driver for Jairzinho Rosenstrike and just showed that man how to kickbox. He Junior Dos Santos who is maybe the best corollary to Tai Tuivasa as far as skill set goes, absolutely sunned at JDS. Now, granted, JDS a little older, but still. like This is just, it's a fight he excels at because he's the best kickboxer in the division. He doesn't have the freakish power of Nganu, but he's got a depth of skill, and he can hit very hard his own right. I think he is going to do his bouncy thing. He's just going to dictate how this fight goes. Tai Tuivasa is never going to get going. I really struggle to see a way for Tai to win, barring some sort of really freak injury or accident. So, I mean, it is MMA. It can always happen. This is this is one of those bets that I feel incredibly confident about. And so at the end of the evening, depending on how well I'm doing on my other bets, um, if I'm up, I'll probably just sink whatever my profits are into putting the rest of that money back on, on gone straight. And if I'm down... Maybe I'll just start chasing to get back to even by shoving whatever I need to on Gon to to get back to even on the night. But I really cannot see him losing this fight. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of confidence on him. Uh, it I'm is. With you. He's, on, he's minus 540. That's an 85% win probability. Like, that seems so low to me. Like, he, <laughs> I, I would have thought he'd be minus seven at least. Like, he should be in the 90s. Wow. 90% win probability like it is just he should be close to closer to a thousand and stuff so um i think ty is getting a lot of respect because of the Derek lewis fight and good form like hell of a performance but i think this is about as bad of a stylistic matchup as you can ask for for him let me throw something out there for you love him crazy do it uh, you know maybe ty does try and get it to the ground Maybe he does do that. Maybe it's unsuccessful. Oh, I, I know exactly where you're going. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. I love this. Maybe Cyril Gan takes his back and does something crazy. And uh, what if he locks something up and gets him by submission? You know, I uh, I went I went fishing around to look for. Don't you dare for Gan. But I I did not. I have not taken a play on it. But I thought something very similar of like you know less of less of him taking the back, more of. Gon's a really smart guy, and Gon is a willing grappler. So, like, maybe he lets, maybe Tuivasa comes in, and maybe he he just changes levels, hits a reactive takedown, and then you know, uh, if you look at the records, tied Tuivasa, he's not the greatest guy off his back. He he has been arm triangled before. Cyril Gon also knows how to complete an arm triangle. Got one of those in his repertoire. So maybe he mixes it up. Wants to give the French crowd, you know, the, the hometown crowd, a, a a big hurrah. Send them off with a sub. Maybe he gets a little arm triangle choke. Maybe so. I think when I saw the number, it was plus six fifty. Plus six fifty. Right now at Fanduel, 
different everywhere else across the board. Like, yeah. I don't know if they've mispriced this. Plus 350 on DraftKings, <laughs> plus 385 offshore books. I'm doing it. I'm placing it right now. Let's continue the streak of terrible submission bets. Let's let's chalk up another loss right now. I mean, at plus 650, I think it's certainly worth a uh, a flyer there well. just because Might it's well. it's fun. But uh, so you've got Gonzalez parlay piece. You're obviously taking this prop. Do you, is, are, is that the extent of the bets you have here? That is the extent of the bets, but I have considered other ones. You mentioned an over. Tell me more about that. I'd love to. I'd love to tell you about an over. So I also, <laughs> just so we're clear, I also have gone as a parlay piece. I've got a three leg parlay. He's uh, the the first leg of that. But I mean, we talked about it at the beginning. We know flyweight unders have never lost ever in their lives. I'm starting to really believe the heavyweight overs. They've got momentum. I'm not going to say that they're a lock to finish. But they are building momentum. And I love the over here. The The natural over-under is two and a half rounds. It's minus 125 at DraftKings right now. I I took a shot on that already because I love that. Tuivasa has been a really difficult guy to get out of there. Uh, and Cyril Ghan is, is mostly content to outclass his opponents and, to, and let, the, let the finish come to him. So I love the over two and a half. Uh, if you wanted to take the uh, the alternate line when it drops the over one and a half as a parlay piece, right now I'm seeing that at minus two fifty ish. I think that's a lovely parlay piece, and I I haven't done it yet, but I am considering just just going down the heavyweight over <laughs> the rabbit hole and betting over three and a half at plus one hundred five, over four and a half at plus one forty, and just doing the damn thing with the heavyweight overs. Uh, wow. Just going all the way down the line and hoping that it goes all, to a decision. All, all four of them. If it goes to a decision, it's great. And as long as I hit, as long as it goes over two and a half, I'm I'm basically breaking even at that point. So uh, those lines obviously haven't dropped at any of the books I have access to. But depending on what they look like, I am probably just going to uh, continue the experiment of heavyweight overs. But I do have a, a bet in on the over two and a half minus one twenty five. Still think that's a really good bet and. Basically, regardless what the over one and a half line comes out at, I think that's a great parlay piece as well. Uh, you've you've done it. You you've talked me into it. I'm going to. I think here's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to parlay. I do have a book that has it available. The over one and a half, uh, over half, over a half uh, round. Ooh, there's an over a half too. Mi- minus a thousand. Wish that was a little bit lower. You know. Yeah. If that was if that was you know three digits, maybe we could talk about that as a real parlay piece. So I'm getting over one and a half at minus 220, and then I'm going to scroll on over to the Robert Whitaker-Marvin Vittori fight, which we're about to get into, and parlay the over one and a half in that one as well. Oh, I love that parlay. What's what's that parlay come out to for you there? That is paying out at minus 137 right now. Feels like a great parlay to me, baby. Feels they, like a great uh, parlay to me, too, honestly. Yeah. Watching Cyril Gans tape back, like especially that Derek Lewis fight, it's what you said. He kind of like waits for the finish to come for him. He's, like, not, he's not out there to force anything, man. The like watching back the uh just like any of his fights, it it feels like you would be frustrated if you took like fight doesn't go to a decision or if you took an under in his fight. And then when they he does get a finish, it just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Like he he is an opportunistic fighter. So I, I'm with you. I I do think Ty is going to bring this fight a little bit more to him. But also Ty, like, all of his fights, I think, have gone under the one and a half in his last five. But 
They, uh, I think, what, four of them have seen the second round? Uh, I'm not looking at his his recent resume, but yeah, like that. I mean, that's Ty is the reason the line isn't isn't super juiced, right? I mean, he has been he he is a guy who is going to bring the action one way or the other, but to some extent, I mean, the thing is, he's just not going to be able to keep doing that. That's kind of my read on it because against Derek Lewis, he was able to have the fight he wanted. He just got in Derek Lewis's grill, and those two dudes just started chucking hammers. And Ty could eat the shots, and Derek Lewis apparently couldn't. If you had told me that beforehand, uh, I think I said on this very program where I was like, yeah, man, Derek Lewis is just going to kill him because Derek Lewis hits so hard nobody can withstand it. Ty could. But he's not going to force Cyril Ghosn into a, into a brawling exchange. He's going to come forward. He's going to get picked off with a couple of shots while Cyril Ghosn moves away, and Ty is just left bewildered and looking around at who to hit. And you can't keep doing that. Like nobody will just continue to force themselves into that over and over and over again if they're not having any success. So I I love I think this fight is a real chance to go go long, and that's why I'm I'm on the overs. I mean you've you've just talked me into it. I've I've just I said I didn't like anything on this card. Uh, that hasn't really changed much, but I've somehow just added two more bets just love after it. talking in the main event. Uh, just added Cyril gone by submission. Just added Whitaker Vittori over one and a half. Gone to Ivasa over one and a half. It's fantastic because uh, I think you're going to talk me into some stupider bets down the card because well, the I don't Cyril have Gun enough one. action. The Cyril Gone's just I'm glad we were there. That's going to be a fun yeah. one. That's going to be, be a really fun one. I love main events. Love to have a lot of action down. I got stuff all over this one, so it'll be good. I mean, if this man locks something up in a, in a submission. Will I ever if, hit a submission prop? Probably not. Probably like, not. Probably not. But, you know, if, look, I'm willing to go down on the ship. If Tai Tuivasa just obliterates Zero Gone in 46 seconds and I wow. lose all the money in my bank account, I'll consider that an okay day because it will still be incredibly fun for Tai Tuivasa oh to It'll go to Paris and do that. That's the biggest thing is like, I love this main event, but I hate that one of them has to lose because I love both these guys, dude. I really like cheering for both of them. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't love the main event just because I think you could have more fun with Tuivasa. And like I said, I think this is an awful style matchup for him. But if if the un- unlikely happens and he pulls it off, it's it's monstrously big. It's just Blast. unbelievably big. Yeah, where does the heavyweight division go from there? John through Jones. Tai Tuivasa. It goes Chai through Tai Tuivasa. That's where it goes. Give me bones tie after that. Bones, bones tie. Let's do it for the for the for the belt. When Francis inevitably leaves, bones tie. Let's go. I can just see Ty being so nonchalant about all of it. Yeah, guess I'm gonna fight for the belt. Yeah, it would be awesome. Uh, the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, so that's the main event. We both think Cyril Gaon's going to win. We both think it it will tend to take longer. I won't be surprised if in the later rounds Cyril Gaon gets a finish. Uh, and now we're both on the submission prop. Why not throw a little dart? Let's have a little fun. We got to. Uh, let's keep it going. Co-main event, middleweight bout. Love this one. I, I love these top two fights. I am a huge fan of these. Robert Whitaker, 23-6, and six, uh, coming in at minus 230, going against Marvin Vittori, 18-4-1, plus 195. I say their records because these two guys have not lost anybody not named Israel Adesanya in their last combined 24 fights. Whitaker 12 and 2, Vittori 7 2 and 1, both with two losses to Israel Adesanya. I mean, this is the clear battle for number two in the middleweight division. Uh, I guess after Alex, who? Alex uh, Pajera. I mean, yeah, it's. Odd that Alex Pajeda is potentially <laughs> the best middleweight in the world, but also might be like the seventh best middleweight in the world. But yeah, yeah there's I like mean, no in between. Like he's either it, the best or like he just needs to fight a wrestler and get dominated. Yep, exactly. So uh, I guess we'll find out in a little bit. But until then, this is certainly for the title of second best middleweight in the world. Caught me off guard there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, just getting some hydration in there. Here's what I'll rebuttal with. I think the number two guy is Robert Whitaker. Um, I think he's just going to have a striking advantage in this fight. Looking back at that Vittori Costa fight, I mean, the body kicks, the head kicks were there all day for Paolo. Marvin's just got a block head, just is like impossible to finish. Uh, I mean, Paolo landed some beautiful ones, had him wobbled. I think Whitaker, he loves that one-two to the head kick, that combo. I think I think he is just world-class on the feet. I mean, anyone he fights that isn't Israel Adesanya, he, he looks fantastic against. Uh, and then just the grappling threat of Marvin Vittori. I mean, he, he is a solid wrestler. Robert Whitaker, the only person to ever take him down more than one time, one singular time in a fight, 
is a world champion wrestler, Olympic silver medalist wrestler, Yoel Romero. Uh, I see this fight playing out mostly on the feet. You know, I think there'll be clinch exchanges. I think there might be attempted grappling exchanges, but I think it'll play out on the feet. And I think Robert Whitaker is going to find some success. I think it's going to go to a decision. I really do. Like I just parlayed that over one and a half. I think this is going to go long, but these dudes are so tough. I mean, Whit- Vittoria has never been finished. Whitaker, it's few and far between when he gets finished. I mean, other than the Izzy fight, it's been eight years since the last time. Uh, two tough guys. I think it's going to be such a sick fight. It's going to be a good fight. Uh, I agree with most of your breakdown, but I'm on the other end of it. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Just uh, you know, if I'm just picking straight up, who who's going to win at fifty fifty odds? Give me give me Bobby Knuckles, but. Uh, this line is on him is just a little too juiced. I mean, he's minus two thirty. It's basically seventy percent win prob, and I I think this fight's a lot closer. I do think Whitaker is a better fighter, but you know, for for all the things of being a better fighter, sometimes just being a big old dude with a block of a, a blockhead and an ungodly relentless forward pressure that is Marvin. It's just a lot, man. And like Marvin Vittori, he didn't beat Israel Adesanya. But he, both of his fights were competitive against Israel Adesanya, even if he lost, you know, widely margined in the second one. Uh, Izzy didn't didn't style on him or stun on him. He just outpointed him. And I think Robert Whitaker can absolutely do something similar, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Robert Whitaker is trying to be a little too karate, a little too slick, and just sort of falls under the unrelenting pressure uh, of Marvin Vittori because Whitaker ain't going to be able to get him out of there because I could you give me a baseball bat and a shotgun I couldn't get Marvin Vittori out of the damn cage so he's just not going to be able to do it and they are both going to be throwing a lot I think Whitaker yeah. will land more cleanly but I mean Var- Marvin's going to get some shots of his own in and maybe he doesn't take him down you know maybe he doesn't because Robert Whitaker, hell of a wrestler. Australian oh, national champion, hell of a wrestler. 83% takedown defense on a huge sample size. Jose Aldo, the 90% that we saw against Marab, uh, that takedown defense stood up uh, in that fight. I, I know he didn't come out victorious, but like Marab could not get that dude down. Like huge sample sizes of very good takedown defense usually stands up when it comes to the test. I love I love that you brought that up because that was exactly where I was going. Oh, let's go. Because Great you don't much. have because apparently you don't have to score takedowns. You can just <laughs> hump some dude's leg against the fence, wow, and the judge is going to go ahead and give you that decision, baby. Definitely not salty. Definitely and not salty. Uh, Marvin Vittori, uh, look, you know he can definitely rob this one real hard of just being a big dude leaning against against Whitaker on the fence for long stretches. That always always being the guy coming forward. I just think I think this fight is maybe not 50-50, but I think it's closer to 60-40, and the lines have it at 70-30. So I'm getting a little bit of value on a Vittori bet. And I like I said, if I had to pick straight up, I'd take Bobby Knuckles. But I'm getting this value, Vittori at basically plus two hundred. I took a shot on it. So I actually don't disagree with you there that I think there is value on Vittori. Uh I too felt that the Whitaker line was a little bit too juiced. I took Whitaker by decision at at even money. I, I think this much one is going to go the 15. I, I like the even money there. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to I think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think this is going to be one of those fights where both dudes are going to have moments throughout it. I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for it. A lot of middleweight fights on this card. 
Uh, I also have another one here along your lines because uh, I, I think Whitaker by decision a much better bet than just taking Whitaker in a parlay piece or whatever uh, because I love the fight goes to decision prop on this one. That you, I told you I had a couple that I loved. Fight goes to decision prop is about minus 250 right now. Uh, the over, something in the neighborhood of that is well over two and a half. It it just feels like a guarantee to me. That is the second leg of my parlay as it goes to decision. Uh, 11 of eight, of 18 for Whitaker have gone to decision. Six of his last seven have gone to the scorecards. 10 of 12 for Vittoria and the UFC have gone to the scorecards. And how many of those the, were five rounders? Do you know? For uh, Not off the top of my head, but I mean, at least two for Vittoria were fives because uh, of the Izzy and the Paulo. And most of Whitaker's will have been five yeah. because because yeah. of the championship. And this is only run. three. We just got to make yeah. it three. It's 15 minutes. It is just both these guys are insanely durable. Whitaker's the better finisher of the two, but Vittori is 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 a block of steel and concrete. He doesn't get finished, and Vittori is not a huge finisher, and and so it seems unlikely that he can be the one to put Whitaker out. Uh, so I love goes to decision. It's a parlay piece. Feel really good about it. I like that. I like. I like that you said that. I. I'm. I'm liking this parlay you're building. I'm excited to hear the final leg of it. Third leg uh, is maybe the most questionable, but uh, it's not a bad bet. It's just okay. not these first two legs. I feel bulletproof on the third leg. Is there's a little more risk involved. All right. Well, uh, let's keep it rolling. Should be a fantastic co-main event. We're deep into this episode already, and we're only two fights, and it's time to get this sucker. Oh, don't worry, because I don't have much to say about almost anything else going down this that's card. A, that's actually good, because uh, I mum is the word on most of the rest of this. Uh, Some of this main card is tough. Dude, dude, I mean, let's get right into it. It's a middleweight bout coming up next. Alessio de Chirico. Uh, you know, I might have botched that one going up against Roman Kapilov. Right now, Kapilov, good. minus one, minus 105. The the Chikiro uh, minus one fifteen. That one you that one you bought. <laughs> I think it was worse that time. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to was. say it quickly it's the Kiriko, so no one talks. I believe. I believe it is just wow. a Kiriko. The Kiriko. Kiriko. Yeah. Alessio de Kiriko. There it is. Uh, saying it properly. I didn't study the names because I got absolutely nothing on this fight. Uh, not really sure why it's this high up on the card. Uh, to me, like Nathaniel Wood, Charles Jordan would fit oh, much absolutely. better in this one. There's no Frenchman on this or anything. Uh, it is a coin flip of a fight. Do you want to trust the guy that's 0-2 in the UFC or the guy that's 1-4 in the UFC, in his last five in the UFC? It's even odds for a reason. I see no edge uh, for myself, so I will be staying away. Look, sometimes we're smart. Sometimes we make smart bets, uh, and that's that's a 1,000% my read. I can't feel any level of confidence in either of these guys. Uh Gun to my head, I would probably pick Kapalov just because I, I I don't know. He's a southpaw, and that's right here. And I just, a little bit younger, I really don't think much of, I mean, Dekirko is just such a weird dude. If I look at my topology, he has really been a difficult person for me to pick. Uh, I'm like 0-6 on his UFC fights or something. Love it. Because he, he pulls off big up underdog wins. Uh but loses the fights that it feels like he should. So that me picking Kapilov is almost explicitly a, well, I I keep thinking Dekirko is going to suck and lose, so maybe I'll be right this time. But yeah, can't can't bet this fight. No clue what's going to happen here. No clue what's going to happen. And the good news is 
no one's going to put a gun to your head to make you bet on it. So we don't have not. to do that. Let's keep <laughs> it going. On there it is for you. Let's keep <laughs> it going. On the main card, lightweight bout. It is Nasrat Hakparas going up against John Magdesi. Uh, Nasrat can be had for minus 230. Magdesi coming back at plus 195. Fight goes the distance, minus 210. Fight does not, plus 160. So for me here, uh, thought about playing Nasrat. Didn't love the price on him. Um, I ended up going with nothing. Both of these guys are coming off of injuries. Magdesi had his hamstring ripped off his bone last December. Nasrat, two surgeries this year, a couple broken bones for him. I think Nasrat probably wins, but I can't have it any confidence in him after his last two fights he's just gotten styled on by bobby green and dan hooker uh so yeah i'm I'm just staying away from this one as well love your breakdown i uh i have two bets on this fight though let's go so let's go. um because that was my initial bet or my initial read of this fight was i just can't feel i think nasrat's probably better but I, this price is too wrong looked into it a little more uh, the first bet, I will just go ahead and say, I'm on the over two and a half. It's minus 210. It is like the that. third leg of my parlay. So there's a little bit more risk there, but you want some math. McDessie, 12 of his 18 fights have hit the over. Seven of Hawk Pross's nine UFC fights have hit the over. Five in a row for McDessie have gone to decision. Four in a row for Hawk Pross. There's a lot of trends here that these two dudes are going to be fighting. Both fairly durable. Uh probably gonna make it the full 15 so minus 210 not a huge price i needed something else to take the two legs of my parlay to get it down into the plus money category this does it my three leg parlay pays out at plus 145 so that's where i'm at i certainly feel a little bit better about that that bet second bet i went ahead and i took a shot on on mcdessey um and this there's not a lot of science here there's not a lot of breakdown it's I mean, Hawk Pross has all the measurables. He is bigger, he's younger, he's faster, he's stronger. He's all the things that you would think. Hawk Prost is, he's just never impressed me. Um, and so I'm I'm just playing, I'm fading him. At, at plus 200, I'm basically going to fade him. McDessie can be a tricky striker. Hawk Prost, not a guy who's really going to go for the takedowns all that often. They're going to be on the feet. McDessie can be a little unorthodox, a little difficult to manage. The size, you know, should lean towards Hawk Prost, but I, I just have never been all that sold on him. Even though he's a tri-star guy, they think he he looks he he is a great getting off the bus guy, but he's just never quite quite fought like that in the cage when I've seen him. So McDessie, certainly older, probably a stupid bet, but I figured what the hell. I don't know plus one ninety five, I'll take a shot. I don't know if it is that stupid. I mean, in a fight that's probably gonna go to the decision. That could be pretty close. Um, I don't. I don't really blame you there for taking the dog shots. So we're clear. I didn't take a full unit on it because I don't feel any level of confidence. Just a half or just, just to feel alive. You know, just something out there. But something to keep the old heart ticking. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I can respect that. Um, all right, let's keep it rolling on the main card. It's a men's featherweight bout up next. William Gomi going up against Jarno Aaron's. Uh, it looks like Gomez, but I'm going to make that assumption as a uh, student of the French language. We're going to leave the S off that. We're going to call him William Gomez. Uh, he's at minus 215. Aaron's at plus 185. Yeah, like I uh, had to watch some tape on this, obviously, because last week these dudes weren't even on the card. I didn't know who either of them were. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know who either of these two stalwarts <laughs> of the MMA. 10 and 2, William Gomez. 13, 13 and 3. And one. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty relatively unknown guys, both pretty big for featherweight. I, I did note that, 
Uh, Gomi looks like he can do some decent clinch work, uh, at least in his last fight against Jose Marcos, or has the broadcast at it, Santiago. Um, I mean, to be totally honest, to both these dudes are just like, they're young. They're still in their 20s. They, they don't have like a crazy level of opposition. Um, really was not overly impressed by either of them. I watched an entire Jarno Aaron's, I think it's National Fight Championship fight. I watched all 15 minutes of NFC, it. NFC, baby. Yeah, dude. He, he probably threw like what? Like maybe like 40 punches during it's it. Not, it, was, it it's, it's a tough hang. Yeah, it's, it's a tough it's hang. It's a tough so, hang. Uh, I was going to just stay away like I did for the last two fights. But you got to have some fun. You want to feel alive. You got to feel alive. We're in Paris for the first time. So what I did is I whipped up uh, a little French favorites parlay. Oh, put it in the oh, oven. I love like everything a, about this. Put it in the oven like a croissant. Uh, and yeah, William Gomi. He's got a little... Fr- Here's the thing. I know some people say Charles Jourdain, Frenchman. He's got the Canadian flag next to his name on topology that's what i went by you got a little french flag next to your name and you're a favorite you made the cut for the parlay that's four guys i'll go ahead and ruin it it's william gomi it's Ciro gone it's benoit saint denis and it's uh nasuddin imovav uh that's the four Ooh. so oh i may you... have to i may have to join this uh, sounds this sounds so lovely i don't know the french national anthem it's i just i love it i love the croissant metaphor because you know what a croissant is it ain't nothing but layers and butter, baby. And that's where we got layers of the parlay and, and the butter when we come back and get the dub. So that's I love saying, this. Bro. I may even just get even wilder with it. Maybe I'll tack on Charles Jourdain. You know, maybe I'll 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 extend a hand out to the French Canadian brethren over there because I mean what you're gonna have to do is you tack on Charles Jourdain, you're gonna have to add on fair as I am as an underdog, really juice no, that no, thing gotta up. Gotta do favorites. <laughs> we're we're not parlaying underdog. Okay. All right, French all right, underdogs I can respect here. that. I can respect but that. But we can add, we can add Jordan. Is there anybody I'm missing here that uh, would fit this? No, we just add Jordan for a little five legger. Ooh, that's gonna pay out nice because right now mine, I believe, is paying out at plus two thirty nine. Oh, I love. I'm I'm a hundred percent tailing you because I don't have. I mean, outside of the gone, which I'm on, I don't have action for any of the other ones here. So uh, love that. I'm you've sold me. Now I've got bets down, baby. It's time to start a revolution, baby. And who who does revolutions better than the French? Absolutely I mean, nobody. So it's uh, it's, it's gonna be time. Les Mis for the bookies, bud. Just just Let's killing go. them. Let's go. I mean, the amount of French references I'm about to make on Saturday. <laughs> croissants Ooh. for breakfast. That is. I'll say. Sure. Oh yeah, we got to do croissants. Uh, you know, get a little baguette for lunch too. Because it's, it's lunch. early French, card. Little only little French cr- press coffee. Ooh, I might I'll tell you what. It's been a long time since I've done it. Uh, might have to whip up some crepes, you know? Oh, my God. One of my now best it... friends is lives in Paris. Uh, been there a lot. Know a little bit about French. Not a lot. A little bit about French cooking. Do some crepes. Some croissant. Uh, absolutely love crepes. Uh, might be a little hot, but it'll be September on Saturday. Little onion soup. Notice I Ooh. left the French off. Oh, yeah. Well, when in Paris, say it, it, yeah. it just it's says just onion, onion soup. soup. Of course. Uh, when I went this summer, that really threw me off. I was like, <laughs> huh, onion soup. I guess we are in France, so it doesn't need to be French onion soup. It's. Uh, I love this. I am so excited to go to the grocery store tomorrow and get... Get everything I need to to wake up. Get get Saturday started off oh right. Oh my God! Get it started. We got 
we got college football back too. Just a, I know, a baby. quick brief uh, message. The only problem, the if there is one issue I have with UFC Paris, it's that it's going on in direct head to head with our boys. The dogs, our boys. baby. And Mercedes Benz against Oregon. I know, Seventeen point I, uh, favorites. This is a walk in the park for the dogs, baby. Minus eight fifty on the money line. You need a little extra juice for your parlay. Go ahead and throw them in. Don't even worry about it. Back to back, baby. We're going back to back. It is. I can't. We're gonna derail the hell out of this. But I've been talking to my friends about it for the last oh, yeah, month or whatever. Derailed. It's already. Derailed. I. Nothing is gonna make me happier. And I have had a tremendous year just thinking about it and celebrating internally. But for the next six months, every Sunday, every Sunday until January at the minimum, I mean, probably longer because we're going back to back every Sunday when we're out, or every Saturday when we're out there playing. Hey, it's your national champion, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to stick it to the Ducks. Going to put the boots to them. Oh, God. Yes. It's a, it's a walkover game. I mean, you're, you're sending a Pac-12 into the doghouse. It's, it's, you're feeding us to the lambs. You're feeding them to the lambs. It's, no. Lamb sacrifice? <laughs> yeah. Lamb to wolves. <laughs> lambs feeding to the a lamb slaughter. to the wolf. Lambs, lambs to, to the, the slaughter. slaughter. Bingo. That's what it is. Uh, it. I tried some, I tried some saying on the MMA hour yesterday, and I totally tripped over myself you there, did. too. Uh, I was like, uh, you can't take the audio guy out of the. Yeah, it got it got bad. I'm I'm just gonna throw away the cliches for the next week. But uh, yes, what you said. Until we are dethroned, until someone else hoists that trophy, we are the defending national champions, and that's all you need to know. After I went to the Mets Braves game and the Braves lost, all these Mets fans are in my DMs talking trash. Oh, LFM, LFGM, let's go Mets, let's go Mets. I'm like, listen, have your regular season game in August, and just oh, remember, yeah. who cares? We are the defending World Series champions. All right, until someone else hoists that trophy, we're the World Series champion. Just a a quick, you must have forgot moment. Just a reminder, baby. I'm so excited. So we've got, you know, it's sad that I will be watching the UFC on the on the second TV. I have them both up, but. You know, it'll be okay because we're going to have a little France, a little Bulldogs, a little French Bulldog action. It's going to be Love delightful. That. Love that. I might rent a French Bulldog on Saturday just to get it going. Here's what oh, I think I'm going to do. We should just do that. Yeah. Just, yeah. French Bulldogs just, all around. I think what I'm going to do, big TV uh, football on mute, UFC sound on. I think that's what I'm going to go with commercials. Ooh, I'm going to go the uh, opposite. In between fights, I'll be unmuting, muting. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a crazy game with the remote. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to have, uh, well, I mean, the big TV. I, my TVs. I have two televisions now, and they're both relatively the same size. But Let's get some inches. Let's get some inches. What do we got? I don't know. I bought them a long time ago. Oh well, um, I'm rocking a 65 inch on May. Oh, it's certainly not on the that side. big. One's going to be like 45 and the other's like 35, I would guess. Oh, nice. It's that is, not, that it, is pretty close in size. They're, they're relatively similar in size. Uh, I'll rock the UFC on the big one because I will also be working on Saturday. So you, you, you got to do that. But uh, I don't need to hear the commentary on the UFC because I mostly usually don't like it. So that's going to be muted. Ball game's going to be on. We're going to be great uh, watching it all. Just counting the tickets as they cash the money we are stacking for the No Bets Bar Nation. It's going to be a hell of a Saturday, my man. A hell of a Saturday. I can't wait for it. I can't believe uh, a breakdown of not wanting to bet on William Gomey, John O'Aaron's <laughs> turned into uh, what no, it just because, turned into. because you're a genius. Look, I didn't... You came to me too late with the Shark Week 
you know, vision. And I'm glad I, I caught you on this one. But this one is perfect. The Paris favorites, the French favorites, baby, that's, that is pure gold. And we're, I'm riding it straight to the top with you. When is a four-leg parlay ever not hit? Can't think of one time. Can't, Can't think, think of, one, of time. one time. Certainly not on the MMA hour when you have four-leg parlays. It's Definitely never not. happened there. I have not. So uh, there it is, the French, French favorite parlay. Uh, c'est la vie, as they say uh, over there in, in France. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. Final fight of the main card. It's a featherweight bout. Charles Jordan going up against Nathaniel Wood. Jordan coming in at minus 135. Wood coming back at plus 115. Fight goes minus one ten. Fight does not minus one twenty. Um, banger, like banger. Cannot wait for this one. Wish it was the third fight, and then the the top three would just be like money. Yeah, this is. I don't know why this isn't the third fight. This is obviously, I mean, arguably the most exciting fight on this card. Oh, yeah. even even with the main and the co-main, which are better fights certainly from a relevance stand, all that stuff, but. Minute for minute, this fight is going to be delivering. So, yeah, I don't know why this is the main card opener, but as long as it's on the main card, I'm I'm not too fussed about it. And, yeah, really excited to watch this one. Yeah, dude, I mean, it's going to be a scrap. Jordan always comes to fight, always makes it exciting. Nathaniel Wood, he looked fantastic last time out. You know he's game. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, looking at it, I think Wood is the better technical striker but jordan's obviously going to carry more power in his hands i think wood has the grappling advantage but is he going to be able to utilize it being now up at 145 having a size disadvantage to jordan here's what I, here's what i did i think it's going to be a razor like i think it's going to be a close fight too similar to the whitaker vittori dude i think it's gonna be one of those fights guy both guys has their moment throughout the 15 minutes both dudes are tough both dudes go-to decisions it's not like Whitaker and Vittori where it's just like these guys go to decisions uh you know everybody loves to talk about Jordan round three even though he's only gotten one round three finish for for some reason on Twitter I always see people like mythical fighter Charles Jordan round three he's only got one round three finish uh, I know he did look great against Shane Burgos I'm really ranting here but uh <laughs> what I did close fight think it's gonna go to a decision I'm high off of Nathaniel Wood's last performance I know it was against Charles Rosa I took a poke, a small poke, a little half unit, a little small guy on uh, Nathaniel Wood by decision plus 285. I just felt like the discrepancy between his money line and the decision where I think that's overwhelmingly how he is going to win. Charles Jordan is tough to finish. I know there's a submission aspect. You know, he's been finished before by submission. Nathaniel Wood obviously has submission wins. I just feel like this is a fight that if Nathaniel Wood wins, it's going to be a decision. Felt the line discrepancy was there. Took a little poke. Took a small poke. A little, little tiny thing on it. I I really don't don't dislike that at all. Um, might I, I don't have that up available to me at the moment, but might might tag you on for just a little bit, just a little sprinkle. I love your breakdown. I'm with you on it all the way. I uh, I decided I'm just gonna steal your move this week. Apparently, I didn't realize until after the fact. But uh, I I just took a lot of overs this week, Sick. <laughs> just Sick. just on it and your breakdown. I do think this is going to decision. The over on this two and a half is minus one fifty five. That's a good price in my book. Uh, I don't know what the goes to decision prop is. I didn't actually take a look at it, but oh, it's minus one ten right now. I mean, I I think that's a pretty good one too. Um, I may may throw it out there, but minus one fifty five I still think is a good price at over two and a half. Jordan's hit that seven to nine times in the UFC. 
would only four of his seven fights as he hit, but he's on a three in a row of, of cashing that ticket. Coming up to featherweight, I think it's going to be four in a row. Um, you know, maybe mythical third round, Jordan gets him out of there. So maybe it's just safer to do the over two and a half instead of goes to decision. But uh, that that's the bet I've got down. I I like the price. I think it's a solid bet. I've, I'm, I'm doing you. I'm following in your footsteps of just betting overs. I love it, Unless it's flyweight. There you go. Now, now you're talking. No, I'm I'm with you there. I, I do think this one is going to go a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, I mean the the mythical round three thing. He's actually he has as many finishes in the third round as he has been finished in the third round. But uh, you know, Myth- mythical third round fighter Charles Jordan. Everyone knows. Everyone. I, I really about did it. see it like quite a few times. We were like R three <laughs> sprinkle on Jordan plus eighteen hundred. I was like. And now I'm saying all this, and Nathaniel Wood is going to oh, be he's... winning the fight, and we're going to be cruising towards the decision. I'm like, plus 285 is about the cash, and then uh, Charles Rajane's going to lock up a guillotine, and with like just gonna be a devastating. minute and a half to go, and it's just going to break. If it's with a minute and a half to go, my over still hits. So uh, I don't think that's sad. As long as he doesn't get the first minute into the go. third round, then I'm okay. All right, so that is the main card. Took a, a long and winding road to get here, but uh, we got a few fights to break down on the prelims. We'll we'll whiz through those. Uh, quite quickly because this next one, not not a ton to say here. Uh, prelims, middleweight bout. Dustin Stolf is going up against Abasupian Magomedov. Magomedov minus 255. Stolf is plus 215. Over under 2.5, minus 115 on each side of that. So I'm using Magomedov as a parlay piece. Parlayed him up with uh, Nasruddin Imovov, minus 225 on each of those. Pays out at plus 108. So I don't really rate Stolfus that well, like overwhelmingly high kind of tends to struggle with grapplers despite having success winning fights grappling if you look at his last fight against Dwight Grant but here's the thing great reporter out there really gives out good information Aaron Bronstetter after Magomed Ankalaev won at UFC 277 fighters with Magomed in their name in UFC history moved to 49 and 8 that's a 86% win percentage uh, a decent decent percentage <laughs> Last I checked, Abasupian That's a B. Magomedov. That's a B, B plus ish. Yeah. Looks like he's got Magomed in his name, and uh, I'm not he one does. to argue with numbers. I'm not one to argue with math, and that's just the math right there, folks. It's just math. It's just it's that just, easy. Parlay piece, Magomedov. Uh, I want nothing to do with this fight until until you brought math into the equation because. What am I, a Philistine? Like, I can't, I'm not going to deny how math works. That's just nonsense. So, I would hope you wouldn't. I'd lose a little respect as a co host here if yeah, you denied I, math. Yeah. Why would I deny math? That's just, uh, that's bulletproof. I mean, math, math Bullet. tells no lies. So. Bulletproof. It's definitely not a dude, you know, making a debut who has been, you know, brutally knocked out before in the past. It's, it's definitely not that. It's math. Yeah. It's math. Um, I probably won't join you just because. Uh, now I have a lot of bets on this card. I had very few to start, and you talked me into several more. <laughs> but uh, I Godspeed, and you know, let's let's continue to test the Magomed corollary. Let's let's do it. I mean, we're we're not even betters at this point. We're just scientists, just constantly just testing hypothesis, uh, and we're just going to continue to do that. So Magomed name theory: Can we get to fifty wins? We're going to find out on Saturday. I I love it. Just the modern day uh, Plato and Aristotle. That's what we are. And we are creditors around here. That is from Aaron Bronstetter. 
I do want to say that. It's important Great to credit. Great stat. Always, Great always fun. important to give credit where due. All right, let's keep it rolling. It's another middleweight bout. This is the middleweight card, the middleweight UFC Grand Prix, but it has almost no correlation to the title other than Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori. It's Nasruddin Imovov going up against Joaquin Buckley. Imovov minus 255, Buckley plus 215, over under set at one and a half, over minus 160, under plus 125. I think there's another banger, dude. I wish this one was on the main card. I mean, this definitely should be. Like, over the William Gomi, uh, John Aarons, I mean, I, I guess it is a French dude versus Dutchman. Maybe that's just it. Like we've got Nasruddin Imovov, who's a French guy. Like, give me, I just don't know why. I have no idea why this isn't. Also, why this isn't the the prelim main event? Like, it's I don't know what they're doing, basically, man. Like, I feel like what we the never hell is Dakirko Kopalov like doing on the main? Why? Why is it there? I have nothing. That fight does nothing for me. This it's, one is actually like sick. It's a great fight. I got absolutely no clue what the hell's going on here, but uh, you know, just means we get to watch it a little earlier. Uh, this should be going on. Uh, I'll get to have my full attention on this, right? Because I think this will be, uh, because it's taking place early, the UGA game will not have kicked off yet. So just, it, it'll be okay. There's silver lining to it being this early hey, in the I card. Like that. Silver lining, just like Georgia's pants on Saturday, maybe. That's right. Uh, yeah, so Nemovov is in the, uh, the the French favorite parlay. I mean, what mm, else do I need to say? He's got a little French flag next to his name on Tapology, and he's a favorite. I mean, those are the two qualifications to make the French favorite parlay. He aced both of them, uh, <laughs> so I couldn't it. leave him out. I mean, he killed it. Uh, in all Flying honesty, colors passed that test. <laughs> passed it. The red, white, and blue, you know, the navy, white, and red of, of the French. Great flag. Not not the most creative flag, for being honest, and didn't, didn't put too much brain power into that one, but uh, it, it's a classic. We'll say it's a classic. The, I mean, uh, it is. It is a classic. It's a great I, flag. I like it. Uh, look, the UFC is not going to make its debut the first time it's ever been to France, and then deliver a bunch of losses to the French fighters. That's not what's going to happen here. These guys are going to get the dubs. Imovov... I think Buckley is the most live underdog of this whole group, but because he's Buckley and he can just find the button, he and can just do something really stupidly impressive. But just swing for the fences, either with his arms or with his legs, and yeah. uh, and just in the fight. If you want some logic behind this, I mean, I think both these dudes are sick. I think they're both kind of coming into their prime. They're both in in their mid to late twenties. Uh, I think they're both really well-rounded. I think they can both strike. I think they both have have fight-ending capabilities. I think they can both grapple pretty well. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a great fight. I just think Imovov, the better all-around fighter. I think I think if this one goes 15 minutes, if, if Joaquin Buckley can't find the mark, I do see Imovov getting his hand raised, either winning by decision or grinding on on Buckley and finding a finish of his own. Um, so I, I do think he's going to win. He's, I don't know if you saw the video today of them meeting up with each other at the poster signing. No. I know they have a similar reach. Imovov is like it. I know it says on the on the stats he's five inches taller than him. He is every bit of those five inches taller than him. He he's, is he's a big tall boy. He is much larger than Joaquin Buckley. Hopefully that's going to help with avoiding takedowns. Hopefully it helps with grappling. Uh, but yeah. but can it, my only concern here because again I'm with you French favorite parlay. I mean baguettes for days. Let's go. Uh, I just don't know. I, I have concerns on this particular fight because uh, 
since Joaquin Buckley has uh, has decided to branch out, expand his training, doing the Detroit Urban Survival training, he did do you know that, yeah. he he hasn't lost since he's brought Dale Brown into the corner, got those <laughs> tactics, got that that new ability, that sort of stuff that you're not seeing every day. Imovov, I guarantee you, doesn't know about Dale Dale Brown. Like he Dale Brown could have saved that Kamara Usman. Catch Dale, the leg. If Usman's being serious about reclaiming his title, he he probably should go talk to Dale Brown before the for the three match with with Leon Edwards. So that's my only concern is that Imovov he doesn't know what's coming from the from the Detroit Urban Survival and Tactics stuff, but. You know, French favorites parlay. Got got to stay. Got to stay gotta tight. Got to ride. Like got to ride. I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice unit for it if it does happen. All right, not the best breakdown there, but we move. <laughs> it's a great uh, breakdown. Next up, lightweight bout: Benoit Saint Denis going up against Gabriel Miranda. Right now, Saint Denis is at minus two sixty-five. Miranda coming back at plus two twenty-five. Over under one and a half. Over minus one hundred five. Under minus one twenty-five. Yeah, it took Benoit Saint Denis last week. Minus two hundred five. He's he's in the French favorites parlay. Uh, he's the most French of the. Benoit Saint Denis is yes. the most French name. Nasruddin Imovov is not has no. nothing on Benoit Saint Denis. You, you gotta hit the Nasruddin. You gotta hit the. Yeah, but Imovov is just not Benoit. Well, that's where the Russian. That's where the Russian sniper name comes from. That's the name Imovov. Uh, yeah, I mean, Miranda, dude, I'm just really not impressed going up with watching him. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't lock up a submission, I just fail to see how he's going to win. Striking, not great. He's never won a decision. And I was just like, just looking back at his record, watching the tape and then looking back at his record, three times has he fought since 2018. One fight against a man who's 8-10. and 10. Another against a 3-2 and two fighter who had not fought in over seven years. And the last one, a now 5-6 and six fighter who had not fought in six years. Just not impressed with the level of competition that he's been going with. He really only has one path to victory. He's going up against a guy in Benoit Saint-Denis. UFC tested. Tougher than a $2 stake, as we saw in the horrid Aleski Dos Santos fight. Fight should have been stopped, but, I mean, he just took a beating there. Uh, Strong dude, got a solid ground game. I think he's going to be able to avoid the submission. I think he's just going to retain dominant position. I think he might even be able to find a finish himself. I like BSD to get it done and uh, kick off the French favorites parlay. Um, I'm with you, baby. Let's ride. Let's ride. Last one to get into. This one is yours. It is a bantamweight bout. It is Such Khalid. A dumb bet. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Uh, I, the dumber, the better in this in this situation. It is Khalid Taha going up against Christian Kianone and Taha. Right now, you can get them for minus 125. Coming back at plus 105 for Kianone. Over under set at two and a half, over minus two hundred, under plus one sixty. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh what I'm thinking is I have regrets. Um, I love it. I love regrets. I wish I hadn't taken this bet because I bet this almost explicitly because I had so few bets and I felt mm-hmm. that I needed to add a little more weight. And Tell then, me it's already locked in and you can't. Oh, catch it's it. there. I can't. I'm, I love I'm it. committed to it. I love it. Uh I I just bet Christian Canones because He's an underdog, and Sick. I don't have any idea why anyone would think Khalid Taha deserves to be a favorite. Um, it's not like Christian Canones is some great fighter, but Taha's lost three of his last five. Um, one, he has one win, one no contest, which was a no contest because of a drug test. 
this is his promotional debut, but he's younger and he's beaten some decent competition and mostly just I don't have any belief that Taha is a is a great fighter. And so I just don't feel that he should be a favorite against the younger dude who appears to at least be decent. He's shown flashed a couple of things. Uh, so I, I was looking for another bet. He's an underdog. I would have thought this fight would have been the same as the DeKirico fight, you know, minus 110 each side, minus 115. Got plus money on Canones. Said hell with it. I'll take it. I have a lot of regrets right now. If I had had, if I had been on the French parlay beforehand, wouldn't have taken this bet. Want to let all the betters know, but I'm here, so I'm a hundred percent certain that it's going to win because Ooh. I've already put my money behind it. So I love it. Uh, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day we're going to advance from. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let me, let's just take mm, it. No nope. betting. Not not going to advance from that. That's not who I am. Well, it's definitely not happening today. So uh, that is UFC Paris. If we didn't talk about the fight, it means we don't have a bet on it. My bets for this card, Benoit Saint-Denis, minus 205. Nathaniel Wood, by decision, plus 285. Robert Whitaker, by decision, plus 100. Cyril Gaon, by submission, plus 650. Exacto wins. Three exacto wins instead of just playing them straight. I love it. What What could go wrong? Nothing. You tell me. I got a Nasruddini Mavav, uh, Abasupian Magomedov parlay. That's plus 108. Got a Whitaker Vittori over one and a half. Gone to Ivasa over one and a half. Parlay that pays out minus 137. Added that on the show, just like the Cyril Gone by submission. And then, of course, I've got the French favorites parlay. Someone hit the French national anthem for me as I salute. It's Nasuddin, Imavav, Benoit, Saint Denis, William, Gomi, and Cyril Gone to finish it off. That pays out at plus 239. If I get a winning week this week, I'm going to be ecstatic. I'm going to be ecstatic. (laughs) Always ecstatic about a winning week, baby. Always. Especially we had a week off. Not a lot going on. Love it. My bets for the week. I've got Sirogan Taituivasa over two and a half at minus 125. I've got a flyer. Not a flyer because it's a full bet, but on Marvin Vittorio at plus 195. I've got Jordan Wood over two and a half at minus 155. I got your boy John McDessie, little half guy, plus 195. And I've got the dumb bet, Christian Canones, plus 105. I also, you know, my, my man Connor sold me on the French favorite parlay, so I'm with him lockstep on that one. Salute to all the French fighters. Let's get it done. Uh, he also sold me on, on taking a shot at Gone by Sub, uh, so I'll be jumping on that as well. And then I do, uh, I'm going to, I haven't got it yet because the lines haven't dropped, but I will be taking shots on the all of the overs basically in the Gondufasa fight, just one down, one down the line, going for it. If I hit at least two of them, break even. Anything more, I'm making dollars. And then I've got a three leg parlay. It's Ciorgan at minus five forty. It's Whitaker Vittori goes to the, goes to the decision minus two fifty. It's McDessie Hawk Prost over two and a half pays out at plus one forty five. Those are the bets, my man. And I mean, let's be honest. Also going to have a sizable bet on on how about them dogs to minus seventeen s- to start the season. You know, minus seven. Why not? I mean, what? I what? They're they're going to come to our house and we're not going to tar and feather those ducks. I this can't is going to be a Looney Tune style. Blow their beak off and spin it around like a cartoon. They're done. We're going to f- bury those those mallards. 
Uh, if you want me to let you in on this, sometimes I do this. It's just a wacky, wild weekend parlay. Uh, these these things happen. It's, it's cross it. sport. Uh, so it is Cyril Gahn, uh, the over one and a half in the Vittori Whitaker fight. Love it. Let's jump over to college football. I took Georgia and Ohio State money lines. Great bets. Uh, and then let's jump over to the Premier League. I took Manchester City winner draw, Tottenham Hotspur winner draw. Six legs pays out plus 117. What could go wrong there, dude? That's just Six some legs sharp... never failed. Certainly Six not legs... when it's Premier League bets. They've never <laughs> gone wrong. Six legs plus 117 is just sharp action. That is just <laughs> sharp shit right there. That is, that's how you know that we are professionals. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely is not telling of a of a degenerate that just wants action from 10A to 10P nonstop until it loses in the first leg because Tottenham got beat by Fulham. Man, it's uh, I love everything about that. I'm not a Premier League guy, so uh, I'll be passing on that. But you know, uh, I gotta say there are there's some F1 races if we want to branch out. <sighs> I've been been big into the betting F one these days uh, because it's incredibly fun. So I, I love that. I, I I might just this football season. I might just start a wacky weekend parlay. It's got to have MMA and then at least two other sports hooked onto it. And like it's got to be at least four legs. It's just got to be a, a nasty greasy parlay, and it has to be between Friday and Sunday of that weekend. I think I'm making the rules for it. Oh, I love, As I go. I love these rules. Uh, I'm just going to put Max Verstappen in in my version of this. He's minus 175 to win the whole Grand Prix. Surely <laughs> that's not the stupidest bet that's ever been yeah, made. He definitely isn't going to get passed. There's there's value yeah. in that one. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. My Saturday is going to be amazing. Going to the Nottingham Forest Bar at 10 a.m. in New York City. Chilling there till the game's over. Pre-game, college game day, football, fights. Going to the Georgia Bar. I'm going to have to, I'm going to actually, I did all that TV talk. I'm going to be phoning it. I'm going to be phoning UFC Paris main card. I just realized that. Man. uh, Unless I don't get into the Georgia bar, then I'll just come back to my house. I mean, I guess you you might not. It's going to be a packed bar now that we're the the champs, you know. Yeah, you have to make reservations and they open tomorrow. Yeah, I might not, I might not get a reservation. You better get it done. Just show them the hat. Let them know who you are. Let explain to them. We'll give them a shout out on no bets bar, greatest podcast in the world, number one sports podcast in the game right now. Sir, and, I've, uh, I've, I've never heard of that podcast, nor have I ever heard of uh, what was it you said, MMA? I I don't know what that is. Please leave the premises at once. No, no, no. They know exactly who you are. Don't worry about it. Um, and then you can explain to them how they can get rich quick by betting flyweight unders. And everybody's a winner in this situation. Uh, now we are talking. All right, that is that. <laughs> That is UFC Paris, Saturday morning. If you're not starting your day with a croissant, some French press coffee, moving on into some baguettes, some French fries, uh, aiolis on everything. Onion soup. Baguettes and onion soup. It's never too hot for soup. Onion soup on Saturday, boys. Don't forget that. If you say French onion soup, you're doing it wrong. Going to be a great day. Can't wait. First time the UFC has ever been there. Next week, we'll talk to you then. I got some... I've already got... Quite a few bets down. You'll see 279. DS, Shamayan. Can't wait. See you then. Love you guys.
You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.